This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello and welcome to Facing Fate. This, the finale of Season 1, Lunacorp. We want to thank you so much for joining us on this first season and can't wait to share more details with you about season two next week we should have an announcement as to the game we're playing and the general feel to the season and then in the coming weeks a teaser to give you an idea of the exact tone and feeling of season two which is expected to be released in september of this year we have a lot of planning and playing to do for season two and can't wait to get underway if you share Facing Fate to social media using the hashtag FacingFateCast to get the word out about Season 1 and ramp up for Season 2, your name could appear as an NPC within Season 2. But now, what you're here for? The Season 1 finale of Facing Fate's Lunacorp. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 7, Part 2. It is all out mayhem on the moon. The Lunacorp main base has been abandoned by Rainia, Oscar, Juliana, Lamar, and Franklin. The majority of the general population appeared to have become infected turning into raving, cannibalistic lunatics. While a team of apparent soldiers seemingly sent by Lunacorp back on Earth arrived and began exterminating infected, planting devices, and withholding their true intentions from Oscar. The team made their way to the vehicle maintenance bay where they knocked out two of the soldiers and grabbed Dr. Sanderson, who had been rescued or held captive by the soldiers. Procuring a harvest truck, the group of five took on fire from a soldier as they escaped, but began to drive off to the abandoned Tundra Intelligence Base in hopes their escape pods were active and able to use. Upon arrival at the new base, the power seemed to be fully operational, but as they made their way out of the harvest truck to the main base, Brutus, Dixon, and Persephone Waterflame or their infected corpses, stepped off the back of the harvest truck and began moving aggressively towards Rainia, Oscar, Lamar, Juliana, and Franklin. So you are in the vehicle maintenance bay of the Tundra Intelligence Moon Base. 
Around you, you see a single entry into the main base. There's the main garage door that goes back out to the moon, and there are various tools lining the walls of this bay. Am I close to any of the tools? Yes. Okay. Would there be, like, a large wrench? Yep. I run and I wrench it off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like that you silently laughed at that. The visual of it was amazing. I guess I'm going to do the same, because we obviously see Bruce-Ephany. I'll grab, like, a tire iron or something? That seems like a garage kind of thing. Yeah. I assume Lamar still has his bat. Lamar still has his bat. Uh, uh, Juliana now has a wrench. Um, and yes, there definitely is a tire iron or crowbar. I think Oscar had a crowbar. Yeah, I had something like that. Yep. Um, and Franklin does not have anything. Um, but he sees you moving towards various tools and stuff, and he goes and grabs a, uh, a large hammer. I wish we had thought to take a gun <laughs> from the soldiers that we knocked out. Are they fast zombies? Like, what's happening here? It's a moderate pace that they're walking towards you, but they've got, like, crazy eyes looking towards you as they are beginning to move in your direction. Okay, I think, like, as a first step, I don't want to get, like, real up close to these dudes to hit them with the thing, so, like, let's try and run away. Huh? Run away, guys? Yeah, I'm on board with that plan. We try to run away. Yes! I assume to fucking go. whatever closest door is available to us. Does Lamar know any sort of layout to this base? Uh, Lamar on. does have the blueprints to this base. Did anybody look at them as we were driving over? I mean, <laughs> Maybe we I was a good idea about it, but I, I still think we just like boot it now and try and like get a door closed, right? Let's get yeah, away get from them. a barrier yeah, sure. between and then us. We can, and then we can like check things out. Everybody give me a a roll. Athletics. You're seeing how quickly you can move towards the door. All right, I got a plus five. Jeez, I only got a two. I also got a two. Lamar got a four, and Franklin got a minus two. Oh, no, Franklin. That really tracks with... You know what, though? He's been in a lab for a very long time. All of you turn and begin to run towards the door. Um... And as you get to it, it doesn't open right away. Franklin turns and tries to follow you. He trips. And Persephone jumps on top of him. Franklin! Man, I've worked with Franklin for years. I want to go back and try to, like, bash her. Well, I mean, the door isn't open yet, right? So... Is there, like, a panel? Yeah, there is a panel on the door. I I will, too. Like, I can't just... We just abandon all those people. I mean, it feels like that. I don't think we had a choice. But, like, they're trying to figure out the door. I'm not just going to stand here and, like, watch her eat Franklin. I I run over, and as, like... I want to crack her in the back of the skull with my big wrench. Okay, make a fight roll. Fight! I get a plus two! You run over and swing your wrench at her. But she looks up at the last second and dodges out of the way of your swing. Rainia. Uh, okay, I came from the other side and tried to hit her, and that was a plus four. She looks up just in time to see Juliana come and dodges out of the way of her wrench and jumps up and grabs Rainia with a plus six. Holy shit! And knocks you to the ground, so now she's 
on top of Rainy. Brutus is moving towards the door where Oscar and Lamar are. Oscar and Lamar, what are you guys doing? Um, I, we're taking a real quick, uh, as close as we can look at this door panel to see if we can get it open. And I will roll. Yep. To accompany that. Okay, uh, I'm guessing notice or investigate would probably be what I'd be rolling. I would say either investigate or crafts. Oh, well, let's do crafts then, because it's my best one. I got a plus three, which is good. Uh, he recognizes this as somewhat of a older model of what they kind of use in the updated space station that we were just on. So he's able to kind of shortcut his way through to getting the commands ready and hits whatever he needs to hit in order and gets it going. It takes a little of your programming skills, but you manage to get the door open as Brutus is now right behind you and Lamar, and Lamar swings at him with the bat, and he hits Brutus in the shoulder. Um, and Brutus is knocked to the side as the door opens. And I, I look back and say, Guys, the door's open! And I see the carnage that's unfolding behind me. <laughs> you look back and you see that Persephone is now on top of Rainia. Juliana... Wait, I was okay. going to take a swing at Persephone to get so You hit her in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. She takes one physical stress to the back of the head there. But she's still on top of Rainia. Rainia still gets something, say, yeah. Because I'd keep fighting her. So too. She gets hit in the back of the head by the wrench, and then Rainia, you... Cold cocker. <laughs> like, I just hit her in the head. You're just trying to get her off of me, right? You hit her in the head, so she takes uh, one physical stress from Juliana's hit, and then takes two as you hit her in the face with your tire iron and knock her off of you. Okay, well then... I'm up. Let's skedaddle for that door. Hustle! Make an athletics check. Three. That is... Two again. Plus two. Rainia, Lamar, Juliana, and Oscar, you manage to run through the door. And as Franklin's getting to the door, he gets his leg grabbed and pulled by Brutus. And you hear him yell out, as you see Brutus bite into his leg. Oh my god, Juliana has to go back for him, but she's pissed about it. He pulled him down to the ground and is biting into his leg. Well, I, I crack him on the head. Can I essentially, like, ready in action to close this door as soon as we, like, manage to, if we can manage to get Franklin in? Yep. Excellent. I crack Brutus on the head. Okay. Four, two. I hear a sickening crack. And he lets go of Franklin's leg, and I pull Franklin through that fucking door. He gets cracked in the head, and then, like he's knocked unconscious, stops moving. Um, and Franklin scrambles, and as you step through the door with Franklin blood trailing behind you, uh, Persephone begins running full tilt towards the door, and you see Brutus beginning to push himself off the floor. I'm frantically, like, punching in whatever I need to punch in to make this door fucking close down. Make a crafts roll. That is a plus four. Franklin and uh, Juliana step through the door, and you begin frantically punching in the, the combination that you need to. And the door slams shut just as Persephone and Brutus run into it. And there's a, a loud thud, and you see them beginning to paw at the glass window pane that's between you and them. 
All right, guys, we know that glass didn't hold them too well before. So where do we need to go? Lamar, where are we going? Uh, well, we're trying to get to the to the escape pods. Yeah. 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 Uh, towards the towards the, the back of the base from where we are, the other side of the base, there's there's there should be the escape pods. And he's looking at the blueprints and uh, you see the route that you need to take in order to get to these these escape pods. Um, I look down and <laughs> I realize I'm still in my space suit. So I like take, take off my space helmet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I look down at Franklin's leg bleeding all over the place and I spot a first aid kit on the wall. And I haul it off and grab some, like, gauze and wrap, and I wrap his leg, and I'm like, Franklin, we know that this is an airborne thing, uh, but I think that you are a very smart man, and I think you know that, you know, this this wrapping is only only going to do so much, and we only have so much time. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Can you walk? I think, I think so. And he stands up and tries to walk. Um, and he manages to it, it, he winces under the pain but he he is, seems to be able to at least hobble along on the one good leg. Alright, let's go. You guys begin to walk back through the Tundra Intelligence main base and for the first little while the lights are coming on as you are walking down these hallways motion censored as you go. Uh, you round a corner and begin to head back towards what is marked on the blueprints as the administration offices and then the mess hall and then the dorms. And the farther along in this base you get, you start to see blood streaked on the wall. Old blood. But you see streaks down along kind of the lower end of the wall and they begin to move higher and cover the floor more at the farther into this base you go. What happened in this base, guys? Well, I... I'd hazard a guess. Probably something like just happened at the one we were at. Just saying. Just saying. It's probably probably something similar. Uh, I think... I think you're right, Rania. I think that it, um... This was the... <sighs> biohazard that I was told about when I first came up here. You knew about this? Franklin says. Well, no, I didn't know exactly about this, but I was sent up here to research a specific bacterial strain that did shut down another moon mining operation. I, we weren't given the details. It was strictly confidential. They just told me to come up, monitor people, and, well, you know the rest of it. Guess so. All right. Do we do we keep going? I I don't really think we have a choice at this point. Okay. I don't, I don't think so either. I think we got to keep going and hope the escape pods uh, aren't already escaped from last time this happened. I was just thinking that. But it's still our best chance, so let's go. You begin walking back down the hallways, and the the gore gets to be more and more like it's dried. Like obviously, it's been there a long time, but the signs of struggle, the further back into the base you go, and the closer to the dorms you get, uh, become more and more. You hear bangs, like loud thuds and cracks, on the door from where you came. You can assume that it's Brutus and Persephone, 
breaking seals and glass on the moon base door from the from the vehicle maintenance bay. Yeah, we've been walking at like a brisk pace, right? I think yep. we should turn this walk into a jog. Come on, Franklin. Yep. Lock it down, man. Okay, okay, I can do it. Everybody make um, an athletics roll. You can... Fuck me. Franklin, Franklin did better than you on that one. Well, I gave him the motivational speech of lock it down, Mm, man. She mm -hmm. gave him that very motivational speech. Lock Uh, it down. Three. I got a plus two. With Lamar leading the way, kind of following the blueprints, you run and you hear from behind you the faint sounds of a door opening. It takes another minute or so, and you get to where the escape pods should be on the blueprint. And there are six escape pods in this room. As the room begins to light up, like it's a shutter of the of the light bulbs kicking on. Um, a lot of them have been used, but there appear to be six remaining. Oh, thank God. Okay, I, I mean, these are, they're here, and they should be simple enough. I don't know where they're programmed to, like where there's, like usually they're programmed to, to find a way back. Lamar is explaining his knowledge of, or lack of knowledge of these escape pods. Uh, is there any way that we can find out? Is there like a control panel? Uh, yeah, there's a control panel um, in each of the escape pods, and then there's one on the wall nearest to Oscar and uh, Rainia. All right, I'm going to hop on this control panel that's near me. Uh, as you do that, Oscar, uh, Lamar begins checking out uh, a, a single escape pod to see if he can find anything in there. So give me a an investigate or a crafts, depending on what you want. Okay, that's crafts. a plus four. So it's great. You begin hunting around in this system. You don't find where they're linked to. Not okay. that. Not that you don't. Like, you can't find it, but they're not linked to anywhere. Am I able to program a destination into them? You find a place where, yeah, you could punch in coordinates or a location of a landing position. All right, uh, it doesn't look like they're really queued up to go anywhere uh, at the moment. Is there somewhere that we want to send them in particular, or are we just picking a spot? Like, I mean, do you guys want to end up in Salt Lake City, or do you want to go to Atlanta? What's happening here? Uh, well, I'm from Canada, so I'm always going to vote Canada. Canada sounds great. Where is Franklin right now? I'd kind of like to just talk to my friends Juliana and Oscar. Uh, Franklin's seated, like, off to the side in a room. How's uh, he looking? He's bleeding quite heavily from his leg, so he's got he's lost a lot of blood running down this hall. Uh, so he doesn't look great as far as people look. Is he looking, like, all, like, sweaty and sickly, though, or is he just looking like he's lost a lot of blood? Uh, he's looking like he lost a lot of blood. Okay. I go over to him and I... No, I just said belt. I wanted Come to have on, a private Amy. conversation Okay, with my let's friends. just let him die while we have a private conversation. Well, it's about letting him die, so it's perfect. <laughs> all right, good. We could solve this problem just while we're having the conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, while you're having this conversation, Lamar is... Um, Checking each of the pods to make sure that they're all the same. Uh, So quietly, so Franklin can't hear us, I say, guys, I think we need to consider that we are going back to Earth and that Franklin is infected 
and I don't think he should come with us. Yeah, we we can't really bring that to Earth. That's the whole like, point of why they sent that happened, fucking death right? squad after us. Exactly. Maybe, um... I don't know. Maybe his coordinates get messed up. So yeah, you're just, advocating for me to just fire him into the sun? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I... Juliana, I expected more resistance from you on this. No, but he kn- I'm he glad kn- you he understand. Yes. He's a grown-ass man. He's a scientist. He understands what just occurred to him. While it's it's a hard thing to do, he, we we take an oath as medical practitioners, and there's no way he'd, he'd want to inflict this upon the entire world. Well, then, I mean, you're right. Maybe rather than firing him into the sun. Which I did not say. Into the sun. I, didn't I mean, say I that. did, though. <laughs> Everybody make a stealth maybe. check as you're having this part of the conversation. <laughs> oh. I was just gonna say, maybe we should just I talk to him directly. I got a minus one. I, no, hold on. Oh, God. I got a four, which is, like, I think the best roll I've ever oh, had. Yeah, I go. got a minus one. <laughs> um, but I was literally just gonna say... A plus three. We should just... Let's just talk to him, then. If it was me, I would want the option. Like, I'd probably just want you guys to kill me here now. Well, I I mean, we do have the sedatives that obviously do not work very well on these zombie-type creatures. But take two or three of them. Take two or three of them as a human and... That's That's enough. Okay, Juliana, you know him... Best. Do you want to talk to him, or do you want me to go through or HR? All of us? What do you want to do? Yeah, totally. I, I think I think it should be all of us. I, okay, he should know that like we're all on his side, and this is just a hard decision. Before we do that, I have a question for Russ. Are these like single person escape pods, or is it like two people can fit in each one? It is a single person escape pod. Okay. That will be good to know going forward. So there are six of them, but yep. only one person can fit in each. Yeah. Um, Hold on. I just, per se, didn't want to program all six of them to go to the same spot when maybe there could be a zombie that might stumble into one and accidentally fire it off. So... We walk over to Franklin. Hey, Franklin. Um, we, we need to talk. Yeah. Okay. What's up? Can we get them programmed? Well, we can. And while there's an, enough escape pods for everybody, um... You want me to stay? Well, you yeah. know that you can't come, I know, I right? Know. I know. Okay. Um, okay, well, you, you guys should go... Go quick. Uh, it looks like we might have company soon. And he points to the door uh, behind you. And where the lights had switched off behind you, you see them down the hall beginning to turn back on. Out of my pocket, I take several syringe that I had in my pocket. And I put them, like four of them, into uh, Franklin's hand. You, you go out on your own terms. All right, and um, it was it was a pleasure knowing you, Franklin. Yeah, you you you, you too, Julian. 
he takes the syringes from you and goes over and he's like, Oscar, Lamar, can you show me how to like seal this door or do something to stop them from coming through while you guys get going? Uh, sure, Lamar, you show him how to do that. I'll, I'll program for these bad boys to get us to Canada. Lamar goes over and he shows him the how to how to operate the system, you know, at the bare minimum. Okay, so you're programming the coordinates there. Yeah, we are going to just outside of Winnipeg. Uh, Oscar, just in case, I don't know, they're like more sentient than we think. Can you program the other two to go just out into space? Like, don't leave them so that... I mean, when I joked earlier about shooting him into the sun, I could literally do that for the other two. Yeah. Sure. Seems excessive, but okay. I like it. Lamar shows Franklin what he needs to do with the door, and you see him hand Franklin his bat as well. Oh, what a gesture. Just in case. Passing the torch. Um, and then uh, he comes back over and says, all right, are we are we ready? Guess it as ready as we're ever gonna be. See you guys on Earth. You hear a thud at the door. I give Franklin a hug, because you know, I'm a I'm a hugger for sure. Rainy is a hugger. And you see Brutus and Persephone. And then I run into a pod. So you guys climb into your pods and the capsules slide closed. I put my helmet back on. She's <laughs> fucking paranoid. Because okay. you carried it with you the entire way. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Fair enough. Uh, you put your helmet back on, Juliana. Um, and everybody else, you see uh, the button to push. Um, it comes up on the screen in front of you. I don't hesitate and I fucking push my button. Me too. Also pushing button. In succession, the four of you push the go button, for lack of a better term. And it begins a, a ten second countdown. Oh no. You see the countdown, and as it gets to three, you hear the door crack behind you. And you see, out of the corner of the pods, you see Brutus and Persephone come in and jump on top of Franklin, who sticks himself with the syringes. The pods hit zero, and each of them, in succession, launch out of the base and off into the moon's orbit. And you slingshot around the moon and you fly over top of your base. And you see the shuttle lifting off. And as you round the horizon of the moon, you see a large explosion come up from the Lunacorp main base. And you slingshot around the dark side of the moon and back towards the Earth. These coordinates that you punched in, what significance do they have maybe to the company or to each person? Uh, they don't have any significance to the company as far as I know. I just had been to Winnipeg one time as a boy, so that's why I picked it. Give me one thing that everybody's thinking about uh, on their way back, because there's no real communication between the pods. Julianne is thinking... I've got to get home and talk to my 
superiors. This is just out of control. I get my copy of Tale of Two Cities out of my pocket and finally start reading it for real. I think I am thinking about, like, I don't want to work for this company anymore. I think they're really evil. And maybe, like, go to the press or... Because this was, like, they knew the risk that they were sending all those people into and they didn't tell us. And I feel guilty because I feel responsible for all those people. And I had no idea, like, the danger they were in. So, whistleblower. That's what I'm thinking about. Um, Lamar's just thinking about getting back and, and doing his puzzles. Um, oh, he's a big puzzle guy? Yeah, big Loves, puzzle guy. He's such like a he's good, he's good jigsaws. A couple days pass. You're, uh, I'm going to say you know, you've, you've drifted off to sleep um, on this second day, and you awake to rumbling in the pod, and you open your eyes, and you see flames shooting up over as you re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. And you feel it level out and begin almost a free fall until a parachute in each of the pods kicks on and you drift back down to the earth and land as the dust settles around them the hydraulics go on the doors and begin to slide open and there is a terrible wind, like an artificial wind happening around these pods. And you sit up and you see each other. Um, and then you look and coming over a grouping of trees, you see three helicopters coming and setting down. And out of them come soldiers from Lunacorp main base, and they rush towards you, and without saying anything, rush you onto the helicopters, pulling you out of the escape pods, and locking you inside of quarantine bays, inside the helicopters. You look across, each of you see the friends that you left the moon base with, but you also see infected, in the remaining quarantine base. They take off and carry on for quite a ways. Finally, they come over a hill and we see a building come into focus. As they near and land on top of Lunacorp main base. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 7, Part 2. With your Game Master, Russ Moore, and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Theme music by Eli McElveen. All other music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.filmmusic.io. Artwork by Kessie Rilinicki. The game system used is Fate Core by Evil Hat Productions. Our supporting producers are Christian Brown, Creighton's Raven, Devin Michaels, Gabriel Lynch, Jacob Madden, Joshua Dixon, and Cat Waterflame. 
Follow and share episodes to your friends on Twitter at FacingFakeCast or Facebook.com slash FacingFakeCast. Become a patron of Dumb Dragons Productions today to support Facing Fate. Visit and join us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. A Dumb Dragons Production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. Went out of Baba Bowie. Nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I get take your order? As he says, what are you going to get? I don't know what I want. I'm going to get the double, uh, triple, uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards, directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras, it's Gargo! Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.